Hey, what's up? Long time. Just kidding. We've been here live for the last half an hour. We're going to continue to go live for another half an hour. So I'm Chris Manning. That's Evan Damrell. If you're just joining us, we're going to continue to talk about the Ricky Rubio ACL injury. We're going to talk about now um, some of the roster implications to some of the team building bits of this. If you have any questions, now's a good time to put them in our YouTube chat and let us know what you'd like us to, to answer some questions about. Points for creativity, uh, negative points if you are rude in, in any way. No bad vibes here on this Lockdown Cavs live stream. I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need, and they can even help you negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. We also want to thank you for making Lockdown Cavs your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. All right, Evan. Ricky Rubio, last year was contract. Mm-hmm. I think there was some chatter, let's say, that the team might be interested in an extension with him. Had the season gone continued to go a certain way, had he been interested in coming back? I think, you know, if we're pr- predicting what the, if he's on the Cavs roster next year, if he's in the team's future plans for the next two, three years, whatever, I think that becomes like a trickier question to answer just because Terry and CLS on December 28th, let's say it is a 12-month injury. Not going to be back until into next Midway. season. Like yeah, so this point of next season, let's say let's say let's say it's twelve months. He comes back like right after Christmas. That's tricky. You know how do you evaluate like how much he's worth coming off an ACL into his thirties? Like does 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 he then look at this as kind of like a, okay, like I'm gonna go sign I'm gonna go sign somewhere that I in, in a mark and that maybe a more clear cut title contender for next season? Does what does he want? And this thing is a very big unknown in all this. It's been an unknown to me kind of this whole process because he's kept I think his camp and him have kept that pretty close of us and kind of what he um I think wants you know beyond this season I think this just ultimately complicates that decision I think you know if you had asked me two days ago you know would I would I sign Ricky Rua to some kind of fair extension I think the answer is yes I would have done two two years maybe three years and keep him here as you're kind of building the the baseline of this era of Cavs basketball and kind of going for something um, mm-hmm. I, I, that decision is just obviously, I think, much more complicated now. There's no, there's just no question that it is. Yeah, it, I don't know, man, because maybe one of the veterans, like like we laid out, like let's say it's just Jeff T. That's the name I'm gonna stick with. Let's say he has like a career renaissance, and then the Cavs like, okay, we'll sign Jeff T. to a cheaper deal. My problem is unless there's like a clear talent upgrade on the trade market for the Cavs, I don't think there's many options in free agency other than Ricky Rubio that could be like clear upgrades. Because like Jalen Brunson is the biggest name, but I don't think Dallas is going to let him go whatsoever. So, and like, and like also the price point of like, okay, like do you want to spend that much money on, on, on your backup, backup. To, yeah, a, fu- a functionally a backup to Darius Garland? Like that's what yeah, you're paying for this. Point. You're signing Darius to an extension likely this off season. It's probably going to be for a max contract. You might sign Colin Sexton to an extension this off season. You have to look down Isaac Coro's extension next year. That's like when the conversations can start is next season. So, there's a lot of pieces in play here that you have to kind of figure this out. And I just, it's hard because Ricky's in his thirties. This is the second time he's torn this ACL. Like you said, he will likely not be back because a clean recovery window is 12 months. And let's say he had surgery today. It's going to be 12 months from today. I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that oh. up because that, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. 
It is, like, and we see how Jabari Parker's career is gone. We see, and, and look, Michael Red's career after that second, it just, it's just different. This, this yeah. will change him. Like it just, it's unfair, it's unfair to him. But this is, this will change what Rubio is to some degree. Like no, he will still will, be cerebral. Absolutely. He will still be the the intelligence will still be there. Um, there his mind is questions. sharp and capable, but his body is not. That's all it is, and. I think this is going to be a popular sentiment going forward from a lot of fans where they think, okay, the Cavs will just use Rubio's expiring contract as a trade chip to make a clear upgrade at the point position. I don't think that's tenable or feasible either for the Cavs because unless they attach picks to Rubio's contract to incentivize a team to take on a player salary-wise that will not play for them this year, I don't think that makes sense in a vacuum to make like a marginal or lateral upgrade just so you can maybe make a playoff push or something this at the, in March or April. Um, I don't know. Maybe you sign Rubio for less than like, I, I guess I want to ask you, like I think two or three years is fine. I was thinking maybe 6 million annually would have been fine. Like if that was just like, it was a flat, like three year. Well, you're, are you saying, contract. are you saying now or, or pre before? Okay. See, I I think I would have probably paid him more than six, but like I'm really bad at gauging value. I think six to six point five is what I kind of had him pegged at in my head, like million, and you get him like on a three year contract. Maybe it's front loaded, like it's a Kobe Altman special, and you enjoy it that way. But like now, you could probably get him for way less than that. And if the Cavs are able to just kind of ride out this injury, maybe they get a maybe they get a young point guard who can kind of just provide for them now in the draft or one of those second round picks via San Antonio or Houston. Or like I said, maybe they make a move to make a clear talent upgrade, whether it's like a Ben Simmons or something like that. But like there are options available. I just don't think in the immediate future it's going to be a thing. You have to look towards this summer to say, okay, the Cavs can upgrade on their backup position because once again. The Cavs no longer have a backup behind Darius Garland, which is really frustrating because yeah, well, Ricky yeah. Rubio made so much sense behind him. Yeah, look, he's making 17.8 this year. I, I think even on an extension, I don't think he would have been worth that. I, I think I'm in the big question. I think now we look at this if we're looking at what they're doing right here. Ricky Rubio is someone that like, I think. If you want to bring him back, you don't trade him at the deadline. Right, but if you if Clearly. you I, I'm right, but I, Chris Manning, it's the obvious. We're at eleven, but I think if you're looking at like what they might do, I can't. I can't. I I am not someone who thinks they should be like all in on right now, like this very season. I think that would be a little silly, but like Rubio's contract at seventeen point eight, and then Jetty's contract, and then the Sexton contract, you, yes, you can trade players that are injured. There are obviously medical things that have to go through with this. And the Sexton one is, I think, much trickier than the Rubio one just because of if you're trading for Sexton at his age, you'd think the team would want to sign him to an extension. Like, I, I just wonder how this progresses. And, like, how, you know, the Cavs don't leak a lot. Like, they're, they're very close to the vets. I will ultimately wonder, like, how aggressive they will look to be to try and improve right right now. And because I, I think the Rubio loss to some degree changes your ability to just be the quality team you've been. It will not like unravel the whole season because I think the core of the season has been Garland, Mobley, Allen with Rubio as kind of like the, the secondary orchestrator of all of this and, and a really good influence. But 
I wonder how aggressive they'll be because there's like now just clearly like a big need for like some kind of ball, some kind of shot creation and some kind of creation in general. Like a guy who can dribble the basketball at a competent level is now just like extremely needed on this basketball team. And you could probably find that in like Jeff Teague on the cheap and like just get through the season and like do that. But like, do you take us, do you try to take a swing now to get the roster upgrade that you maybe want to make in the summer? If it comes available now, are you willing to go, and chase that now it's probably mm-hmm. situational dependent it's just one of those things that i, I don't think we know you know um yeah, but I, I just think we know real quick yeah bobby marks laid out the timeline for the Cavs. they have up until january 15th to apply for an 8.9 million dollar disabled player exception the dpe equals a player on a one-year contract you can sign or trade for them the Cavs are currently 3.1 million dollars below the luxury tax threshold, and they have 15 players on a contract. They must have an open roster spot to sign a player to a DPE, so they have to cut a player. So what can they I add? Cut, they could cut Pangos. It'd be or, Pangos or Valentine, I would guess. Yeah, that's the thing, and I don't know how who you it, could trade for that's worth less than 8.9 million. I think you sign somebody at that point. Yeah, I think we'd be signing someone. Um, <laughs> what a, what just a bizarro like reality you know like just what a what a crazy situation that they end up in here just to like have yeah. to like figure this out like you couldn't like we talked about this in the first half of this you could not have really picked a worse time to have to figure this out yeah because the 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 the, the barrels dry like the, the Cavs can go search the g league for a point guard but the majority of the competent playmakers that are in the g league right now are on 10 day exceptions well, teams and yeah. or converted the two-way contracts so well, teams can hold on yeah them longer. and like we're already at this was I th- the numbers i think are already grown but they've already had pl- the most number of nba players that have been signed to teams has already like been surpassed this season yeah it's been <laughs> surpassed several times it was so like set, like before yeah. christmas and the numbers yeah. keeps getting eclipsed every day yeah so like we're just we're just in like a very bizarre like roster reality um oh absolutely yeah yeah. All right. After it's the break, just we'll, weird yeah. times, man. Yeah, yeah. After the break, let's take some questions. So if you want to get a question in, we're gonna do two segments worth. Now's the time to fire in your best questions. We'll start picking them out after this. But Evan, uh, are you ready to tell everyone about our friends at Truebill? I absolutely am. Did you guys know that online subscriptions re- are tr- and their trials are they can renew without your subs- your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Do not, and I mean, do not let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Just because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has saved over 2 million users and helped them save over $100 million combined. Do not, and I mean do not, fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, let's get into some questions. Um, again, points for creativity. Let's just Dude, start with Judah, one. Judah, Judah's well, in the no, chat. we're gonna start. We're gonna start with. We're just gonna go to the the Ben Simmons well, this bit because the general question in general. Yeah. So, so uh, this is from Right Quick Twenty Four. I know Chris is gonna hate this idea, but if the Cavs want to compete in the playoffs at the right price, Simmons seems more like an option. I don't hate this. I'm sort of like I think my take on Simmons, Evan, has sort of. I think oh, my no. take on are you Zavak pilled? 
No, I'm never Zay backpilled. Um, okay, cool. Cause... I'm also just not going to go out like tweeting like mean things about Ben Simmons because I think that whole thing is just weird. But like, well, I people think pointing out that he doesn't take three pointers and he hesitated on a dunk shouldn't crystallize his entire yeah. NBA career. Again, I he's think a perennial all defensive player. Yeah, I think I just look at like his specific fit with like what Mobley and Allen and Garland are, and I think it's a little dicier than I would have like. And the Cavs also just like further along in a way that I think like I you could have clearly rebuilt him, and it was worth sort of the the clunkiness of it all and i just like have a hard time imagining how you play simmons mobley and allen like all together and like make that work like i like it's just like too much dudes who need to like be in the dunker spot like a core is unplayable yeah. with those three guys in the floor like yep. you might be needed tr- like it's just i i just don't see like a viable path to that being like super functional i don't think it's like a bad talent play per se it's not like it's just not probably like my favorite of of the options that are possible yeah, I absolutely agree. I I just think the Cavs should remain patient. I think I really do think about that Jalen Brown hypothetical we tossed out the other day. Like if the Cavs could somehow get involved and get Jalen Brown, it, it involves sending like Sabonis to Boston or even Ben Simmons to Boston too. If they just if the Celtics want to get real freaky with it, but um, I think the Cavs need to clear have a clear need on the wing. And the guess Ben Simmons makes sense like defensively. Like the the Cavs would be unstoppable defense. Well, they would be hard to stop defensively. I guess that makes more sense. The, the amount, if if they put Simmons, Mobley, and Allen on the floor together, just the amount of length and like defensive IQ would be outrageous. I don't know how they would score the basketball to some degree unless like you're just like creating like it would have to be really creative offensively to kind of make that work. Well, Ben Simmons just puts on the jersey of his idol and fellow clutch client Tristan Thompson and realizes, you know what? I'm gonna take some threes. Well, and also like what, like the, the it would almost have to be like a situation where the Cavs are the third team and then like supplying picks and then like dumping their salary to bring Simmons into a third team. Like trading for Ben Simmons is just complicated. It is, and I think it gets interesting. Like, like I don't know, man. Boston could get Boston doesn't really need anyone in these trades either because if they wait till the summer Horford's contract isn't fully guaranteed next year either. So they yeah. could use that 26 plus million and use it as a trade chip to go get a player and attach some picks and maybe some younger assets to it. I, I just firmly remain in the mentality that the Cavs can maybe make like some small lateral moves. I think they'll use this exception to make one of those moves, of course, because I think the Cavs will apply for it for sure. But, um, just, just, just keep it calm. I, I, I am still a fan of acquiring Ben Simmons. I don't think you clutch your pearls and say Larry Markkinen and like Rubio and Osmond are like immovable to get Ben Simmons. Cl- like cl- ben Simmons. clutch your pearls. <laughs> that wasn't even intentional, but uh, it's good. I am always an advocate of talent play and Ben Simmons. Puns? Clear I love puns. Play. And um, I just, just. Chris has just got a sick. He's having a certified uh, silly moment here right now. I, but. I just, just there's so, sometimes stuff just makes you laugh, and that that for whatever reason just really got me. That was good. That was good. That was good stuff. Yeah, but I I just don't think the Cavs are gonna tank necessarily. I just think maybe they're really gonna have to scrap for the uh, play in at this point. Well, yeah. So do you, I feel like they're less likely a top six team now? Just no. No, Flat not out. at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, right now, after that loss to the New Orleans Pelicans at the playoffs started today, if I remember correctly, they would be 
in Miami playing the Heat in the first round as the five seed. And I honestly could would be would be would yeah yeah I just the Rubio is going to change this. Um, let's take one question more question about a potential option. Nick asked uh, from our YouTube comments, Chris Dunn as a potential option. I I understand the defensive potential of Chris Dunn, and like I I think we'd advocated him as like a signing last summer, but boy does he not. Him. Yeah, and like he Justin Rowan teased me incessantly. He's like Evan just has a thing for players who just do not score on offense. I'm like, yeah, That's like it. point guards that play defense. What can I say? Yeah, so like he would fit that Rubio criteria in a way that maybe like Jeff Teague does not, but like he also is just like a really bad offensive player, and that is also bad. Yeah, so I don't don't hate the Chris Dunn pick if there's like no options out there. Sure, why not? Um, maybe you start to scour the market a little bit too and look at teams that are trying to be bad or trying to shed some assets too, then maybe have a guard that isn't in the rotation. Like uh, clearly Jose Calderon doesn't fit into this exception because oh my god, I still can't believe he's making 19. Nah, sorry, not Jose Calderon, Goran Dragic. I was thinking of Toronto point guards um that are old, but I I don't know what the Cavs do. I have to really like think this over and look it over. But right now, like Teague on a ten day makes a lot of sense, and then you just kind of reevaluate and move forward from there. Yeah, because again, the Cavs aren't a team that like overreacts to things and like says, "Oh my God, Ricky Rubio's done for the season. We got to go get a new backup point guard immediately." Do not be surprised if you see Pangos like RJ Nembhard, Isaac Okoro, and Denzel Valentine taking spots at the point tomorrow against Washington. Yeah. All right. Um, after the break, let's uh, let's take some more questions. Um, if you can ask us some questions that are not about Ben Simmons, kudos, and please do that because I don't really know how much I can talk about um, Ben Simmons. But first, oh, well, there's a name that uh, we could. I'm gonna well that someone asked in the chat. That'll be interesting. All right. After the break, uh, we'll take another question, another name that someone put in the chat that I just not thinking about and can't stop thinking about. We gotta tell everyone about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the official betting partner of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And look, they're cover they're covering you this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues as March, the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code locked on to receive that bonus from basketball to football to NHL boxing. You see right your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new new amazing offers available. And remember, that's Bet Online. That is where the game starts. All right, Evan. Someone in the chat, Johnny Taylor, said Dennis Schroeder? Question mark. Don't think he quite fits the Javale exception. Um, look it up. But like clearly does not have like a future in Boston just based on like the the, the money he's gonna want and stuff. Well, he had um, a future at the Lakers, but he turned that down. I I don't like hate that. To be honest with you, I don't know if like the um, vibe is exactly what you want, but because in terms he's of like him, five point eight nine million, so, so he even fits under the disabled exception too. So like the, yeah. the Cavs wanted to trade for Schroeder, they could. Yeah. The question is, does Boston want to trade Dennis Schroeder for nothing? Yeah. Um, the other one that I would just I want to say is Yorgos and some other people have talked about Kevin Pangos and just said just give Pangos a chance. I also just think like you should probably like I the, the early returns have obviously been very bad. But yeah, like no, we I agree know. on that. Like I just probably just like maybe see if you could it, like just try. I guess like you might just need to try. 
You know, like I don't like I mean, I don't know based on like what we saw Jeff Teague as being in the NBA last year. If like Kevin Pangos is like demonstrably worse than like Jeff Jeff Teague at this point. Like, do we know that for sure? Teague's probably bigger and he's more proven in the league. But like he also just looked kind of old last year. Yeah, he did look old, but also. I don't know. I think there might be something there, too. I, I just do like. Yeah, he was he signed with Boston and then he was traded to Orlando for Fournier and was waived that he signed with the Bucks as soon after that and then was a part of the championship Bucks squad. Like didn't he so to be clear, he averaged six points and about three rebounds for Milwaukee in the regular mm-hmm. season and then did not play at all in the postseason. If he did, like it was seven minutes of games. It's not a huge deal. Oh wow, I didn't see that one until yeah, I Yeah, I was just waiting because good lord, no. No. You know what, man? For the culture, why not? A young Evan would fuck with it. You're gonna just sell. You're gonna just. You just gonna. We just sell. We just here to sell some jerseys. Yeah, sell some jerseys. People can't read tweets either because a sports book contacted me and said that Kyrie Irving is the betting favorite according to their odds to be traded to the Cavs. I'm like, you know, sure, fine, I'll share that. And people were like, oh my god, Kyrie Irving's gonna be a Cav? No, he's not. Um, Kyrie Irving's just a part-time player who gets paid full-time money, but um. I just I it, it's tough, man. Like cause I think I think Schroeder does make a lot of sense too if they want to make a trade. Maybe TJ McConnell too. I know that's a player the Cavs try to pursue in free he's, agency. Yeah, he's also out with an he's injury hurt. right now. Yeah. He's out he's out with an injury, but like if this gets really dicey and the Cavs are really waiting up until the trade trade deadline to make things work, maybe that's an option as well. I don't know. Maybe is there is there a disgruntled like George Hill type player in Sacramento that wants to come hang out? Um I would have said like Kemba if the Knicks didn't now had didn't have like Derrick Rose just because the Kemba thing would have been kind of wild. Yeah, Kemba. But he also has. I don't want to pay him after this year. Like I just like I don't want to spend future money if I'm finding a Rubio replacement. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you don't need to jeopardize your future just to try and make a push for the sixth seed. Is what I'm trying to say. Like remain. Yeah, yeah, we're in agree. Yeah, we're in agreement on that. Um, I guess like the bigger question is like, would are you opposed? to like would you would you stack some of these salaries i guess like in terms of sexton and osman is the starting point and perhaps rubio like would you be willing to stack those contracts and make a big swing now like depending on who the player is if you could turn those through salaries into picks into something like in theory like how aggressive would you be I mean, I'd be fairly, I'd always be aggressive if I was a general manager in the league. I'd be that annoying guy who sends these nuts jokes and then eventually you agree to a trade with me because somehow life finds a way. But it just depends if there's a clear talent upgrade because, yes, Jetty's season can be credited a lot to Ricky's production and playing alongside him. But do you really want to? I mean, you're already missing two pieces in your rotation in Sexton and, and Rubio there, but do you want to remove another piece in that rotation in Osmond for one player? I don't know if that's necessarily worth it. Because like you said, too, you are looking at this as you're trading a young asset in Colin Sexton as well, possibly picks, too. You're expected to extend this player or keep them around for at least a year or two, and then maybe yeah, in theory, in theory, yeah, on them. Yeah, in theory, you want, in theory they wanted to. Yeah, in theory, you want to do that. Like, you don't, that's such bad asset management if you give up pieces just to make a marginal move to address your backup point guard position. 
and then you don't recoup that acquisition and you just let them walk in free agency or you just kind of just fumble the back on this one. I just don't see Rubio's contract as a trade chip. I don't, I mean, Sexton, maybe if a team really believes like he's going to be okay with his meniscal tear and like bounce back from this just because he's an athletic freak, but, and an Austin as well. Like I get the upside there too. Like maybe you can entice a team to agree to a trade, but like it, it's still tough for me because you have to really sell a team on the fact that, okay, you're trading a player worth X amount of dollars. And those salaries combined is that's a substantial player. So like you're trading a substantial player at that point for two guys who aren't going to play this year and Jetty Osmond, what else are you going to give me for my troubles? You're going to have to attach draft picks to that. And that's where I start to get a little, like it gives me pause. I would like, I think like Levert, like a Levert move could still make some sense in theory. If you could get there. Um, yeah. I just like wonder, like, I, I think the Sexton part of this just becomes a more like the Rubio thing, I think, is very clearly like he'll, he'll be end up probably be in the NBA roster next year because he's Ricky freaking Rubio. And like someone will like be like someone like a, a contender or a Cleveland, or, like, let's say it's the Cavs or like let's say it's like Golden State or the Lakers or or whomever. Uh, Ricky Rubio on the Warriors would slap so hard. <laughs> just like end of rotation vibes guy, Ricky Rubio would be so fun. But like he he will be someone that like just because of who he is, I think like people around the league will be like be willing to wait for him to come back and like add him in as like a like I can see the Cavs doing that. Like you know you've built a bunch of if if your relationship with him is good and you're willing to and you, the money's right and whatever, mm-hmm. you could like sign him and like know he's gonna come back in December of next year, maybe into January if you want to be extra cautious considering his age and this is the second time he's torn this ACL and and you see if you can make it work from there and then you got to just see what he's like athletically at that point, but. Sexton is just like trickier because if I think if you're trading him, like Rubio, you could try. I, th- I could see a world where like you're just using him as salary, like in purely like business inhumane standpoint. And I don't like like doing that, but it's just the reality. You could trade him as just like a salary matching if you wanted to and attach picks. And like he could never like he could theoretically like get traded somewhere and like never report. I think if the Sexton part of this and clearly Osman because he signed for a couple of years after this, it's like those guys would have to go somewhere where the team like wants them. You know what I mean? Like if like Indiana was like interested in Sexton, they would have to take him in and like be comfortable with his medicals and then probably start negotiating an extension of some kind. Like that's presumably why you would think you'd make that move from now because you want to keep the guy that's now heading into restrictive for agency. Rubio is like theoretically like a guy that if his camp is like, Hey, like, look, we've like, you've been really good to us Cleveland, but like, I want to go play in a different spot and I'm going to just go to free agency. Like I'm, I'm not guaranteeing I'm willing to come back. Or like whatever you could then trade him. You could theoretically bring him back next summer anyway. But like you could use that chip a little differently than the Sexton or um, Osmond ones might. And I just wonder if that ever becomes something that we see explored here. I don't know. I got a trade proposal for oh, you. Oh boy! It's from Josh Eberly. The Cavs acquire Tomas Sadoransky and Brandon Ingram. And the Pelicans acquire Kevin Love, Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro. This year's first, the 2024 first, the 2026 first, and a lottery protected 2028 first. That's just so. That's just so complicated that I just don't even know how to entertain that. So essentially, the Cavs are giving up their first round pick for their next four tradable first round picks. Yeah, I'm not doing that for, for, for and Love. Yeah, for I'm Sadransky not and Brandon Ingram. Who that's that's too many picks. That is too many picks. Four first round picks. Four first round picks. Yeah, not doing that. That's, that's Ingram is not a four first round pick guy. 
Sadoransky, if he wasn't making ten million a year, that'd be a player that'd be like, yeah, why not? He fit, and he yeah, because he's like the bigger kind of off ball guard. Yeah, dude, there 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 are only a couple players in this league that are four first round pick players, and if I'm still like trying to build this out sustainably, I'm especially and I'm Cleveland, who's not a free agency market. I'm not cashing in four first round picks. Like Brandon Ingram is good. I would trade for Brandon Ingram if I could, but. I don't know. Four first round picks is, is it for me? I hate. I also just like hate. Fake, I hate fake trades. Can I say this? Mm-hmm. They stress me out because I just have no. Like I just they're so often just so removed from like practicality in a lot of ways that they're just like designed for like engagement and that just like never it, just like stuff for the sheer like doing it because it is there. For, it is theoretically like going to get engagement for you is just like doesn't quite like makes me uncomfortable as I'm like flapping my arms around like I'm a freaking chicken like. Anyway, okay. Here's here's. I want to end on this because this is a. I think this is an insanely hot take. I know this is probably unpopular, but I'd rather get Miles Turner than Lavert. Get another big who is great on defense and can spread the floor. I know it sounds crazy, but just my opinion. Are you trading Jared Allen? Like like you're not you're not doing Turner Mobley and Turner Mobley and Allen is Galaxy Brain roster control. Always a three dog. Just let's stretch it to its limit. Play point forward Evan Mobley, Miles Turner at the four, Jared Allen at the five, Dean Wade at the or Kevin Love at the two, Dean Wade at the one, or whatever. I don't freaking know. Why not? Miles Turner it's should be on like a good like, team, this but the, just, this new this new sucks. I don't think it's yeah. a death kneel for the Cavs season, but it's definitely gonna make things harder. So let's just TLDR this this conversation at the end. Here's a coda. Number one, we both agree that this lessens the Cavs. I think we both would say that this lessens the Cavs' chances of being like a locked in top six, not a play in team team. Yeah, that's okay. 100% so, right. Secondly, special Darius Garland is out. We have no idea how this team is going to function offensively. Yep. I just, they clearly were struggling without Darius on the floor last night against the Pelicans. Like, there's a clear drop off offensively without Darius on the floor. Without Darius and Ricky on the floor. Hmm. That was a pained groan. Put the ball in Evan's hands is not you because no offense to you, but that would probably not go well. I got the mind of a player. I'm like Ricky Rubio. I got the mind, but I do not have the physical ability. You might be like Delhi getting. Yeah, I also have bad knees. Have you torn your ACL twice? No, just once. Okay. And then thirdly, I think we would both agree that it's sort of hard to gauge what this sort of means for the Cavs as far as trade chips go because we just don't know, like, I, I think it's this is still like a little fresh to kind of see if they're gonna like go all in on this year. But we, would, I think, if we were saying we, it was up to us, we would say they probably shouldn't just go all in on right now and being a six seed right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I wouldn't overreact, man. I'll just see what you have. Yeah, but this does suck. Ricky Rubio is awesome. Um, he's been really fun to watch. He was having a phenomenal game was on the verge of a triple-double before he got hurt. And, um, you know, I hope for him that this isn't, like, the last hurrah of Rubio. I hope you get to see him come back and play really well. That would make me pretty happy, whether it's Cleveland or elsewhere. For him, the human being, I hope he gets a chance to come back and um, we will kind of see where this goes. But that is going to be it for this episode of Lockdown Caps. I'm Chris Manning. That's Evan Damerill. We'll be back with one more episode this week. Uh, our, our last episode of 2021. This has been a great year for Lockdown Cavs. It's one of been, our, I think, our most listened to year ever. We launched our YouTube channel this year. We're almost to a thousand subscribers. So if you're maybe tuning us live for the first time, listening to us live for the first time, 
please subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you know when we go live in the future. We're trying to do some of these to be engaged with you, take your questions. Really appreciate everyone who listens every day. Um, we want to thank you for making us, if you, if, you, if you are your first listener, we want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Please go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And again, hit subscribe on YouTube. We thank you for tuning in. Evan, any parting thoughts? No, just thanks for making us your first listen, first watch, as always. We really appreciate Thanks to our wonderful spot. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. If we could hit 1,000 before the end of the year, which is Friday, hard to believe. Um... Time isn't real. Time, time, time is like a Christopher Nolan movie. Time is a social construct. Um, reply to Chris and I in our mentions after the show goes up tomorrow when you're listening. What would be your totem in Inception? That is my question of the day. Evan, what's your favorite Christopher Nolan movie? God. Um, Mine's Dunkirk. Dunkirk's really cool. It, Dunkirk's it makes, it's really tense. That um, movie is that, vastly underrated. Dunkirk's really good. Um, the Dark Knight Rises is a great comedy. So if you if you laugh at that movie the whole time, it's so funny. You're 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 a sick man. You're a sick man, I Evan. I'm sick. sick. I'm not well. I'm gonna go yeah. make a sandwich and chill out. Right. Be well, everyone, everyone. Everyone be well again. Ricky Rubio out for the return ACL. We just talked about it for an hour. I hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back to, to react to Cavs uh, COVID ball Thursday night after they play Thursday night and then play Atlanta on Friday. Be well. Have a great rest of your evening.